for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Hour number four of our weekly radio broadcast. This is the 10 o'clock hour, what we call our On the House Hour, where we dive deep into a particular aspect of your home, castle, or cabin. Class is in session. <laughs> yes, Professor. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of class um, and learning, yes, I am learning, it, it almost seems by the day, to really appreciate Frank Lloyd Wright. Okay. Growing up, right. getting dragged around to some of his... Uh, dragged around? Dragged around, dragged yeah. Around. Dragged around in our uh, homeschooled field trips to some of his stuff. I always thought... I, I did not have an appreciation for it. Okay. But the more into... And the longer in the building industry and when we're repairing uh, projects or... You, know, you, you can go just about anywhere... In the state of Arizona, in a residential neighborhood that's 30 years or older, and see a home that's just been completely flattened and rebuilding, and you know he, his his stuff is timeless, and just oh. how ahead of uh, the sustainability aspect he was than anyone else in his natural breezeways based on hot air rises. So when he built Taliesin West, he intentionally. F- placed the slope of the stairway to take advantage of the heat rising along with the natural direction of the breeze from the southwest. He was uh, somebody I'm, I'm daily learning to appreciate his work and his thought and his architecture more and more. Well, there you go. <laughs> Romy's <What>? ma- maturing <laughs> uh, architectural... I don't know, IQ, I guess. <laughs> it's it's Rosie on the House, and we're here this hour. We're going to talk about remodeling and the cost of remodeling. But if you've got a project you're trying to tackle at the house, a maintenance or a little repair, and you want a tip, give us a ring. That's why we come every Saturday to answer your questions. The number's toll-free wherever you're listening to us in Arizona. Call the toll-free number one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight and we got a couple calls last hour they want to know when's when's rosie gonna get back on the air well folks this is rosie <laughs> uh, this <laughs> this is me this is it my my voice is getting stronger and stronger um if you'd have heard me a month ago which some of you may have as i made a guest appearance on this show uh, you realize I, the voice is coming back. Physically, uh, all the doctors are saying, you know, my strength's returning. i got a couple more procedures I have to go through. But all things considered, we're still in a very grateful position that I'm here. And uh, we're anticipating a 100% complete recovery head to toe. Uh, Gary said when somebody calls, I should just say the one that sounds like the Godfather. That's Rosie. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the first Saturday we had you back on the air, somebody sent in a text and said, please have Rosie just say, make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> make him an offer. 
<laughs> well, I will tell you this, that Jennifer and I just returned from one week of a little family reunion down in Louisiana. And we went out to one of the barrier islands and stayed a couple days and did some fishing. And I will tell you that that warm, moist, salt air uh, made my made my throat and voice feel better, a lot better than it feels here, that's for sure. So did you bottle something to bring it back? We, I didn't. I did. We brought back a lot of fish. <laughs> but, boy, uh, old Jennifer showed me up, man. She, she boated. I think of the first cast you made that morning, you boated a fish. and uh, She's busy screening calls and didn't yeah, hear that. Yeah, but uh, she she really won over a friend. Uh, we hired a, a fishing guide, and uh, his name was Daryl. Uh, his, his shop was the Real Screamers uh, Guide Service, real like fishing reel, screamers. And uh, he's just an absolute gentleman, a nice boat. And, I mean... There was no time wasted netting bait fish or nothing. He had all the bait wells filled. We took off. He put the motor in idle, rested to a stop, threw two lines in, and, I mean, the action started. It was just one of those great fishing days, catching my favorite fish, the speckled trout. Well, you've ruined me. I'll never go again where I have to bait my own hooker. Yeah. <laughs> clean it, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and where I don't catch a bunch at one time. That yeah. was amazing. She got good at bringing the fish in over the the sideboard of the boat. He'd, he'd be there and grab it, put on a fresh shrimp. She'd cast it right back in the hole. Boom, got another one. <laughs> she showed me up. In the outdoor, uh, in the Arizona staycation hour, seven o'clock hour, we had state parks in talking about fishing and. Uh, we mentioned Lyman Lake that time. We spent three weeks yeah. on the side of Lyman Lake, and I said that was as close to Louisiana fishing as I've ever been in Arizona. Oh, there, okay. Every day we were there, we caught something, and you know that doesn't happen all the time in Arizona. But True. Louisiana, it, you go all day without catching a fish. You forgot to tie a hook on your line. Well, <laughs> in, in places like where we went, uh, when you know the limit is 25 fish <laughs> per person per day and i think i think jennifer reeled the last fish in at about 10 30 we had we had, you're at we your had limit. 50 keeper speckled trout brought home 100 fillets that's when you do a big old fish fry, oh, fish fish fry. Yum, yum. the fishing yeah. was so good he kept grabbing my pole wanting to because he was so excited to catch the fish and he would try to cast for me i said leave me alone i want to catch not me fish. the guy the guide yeah yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you were doing your own we were competing he wouldn't help me bring mine in <laughs> so well glad y'all had a good trip and well glad to be back and uh, thank you for letting me make a guest appearance on the show here for a little bit we're going to talk now about remodeling here in the valley and i'm constantly attacked <laughs> i don't think attack is too harsh a word accosted <laughs> by homeowners when when you call rosie on the house remodeling i i generally kind of call back and interview now i haven't done that uh since the accident but generally, and I, I, I'll be back in the office full-time probably in another month or so. I'll call you back, and we'll just visit about the age of your home and how long you've been thinking about remodeling, what it is you'd like to get done. And 
oh, we've we've remodeled for so long that just talking to you over the phone, I'll get your address, I'll uh, Zillow your home. That'll tell tell me basically how old the home is, what neighborhood it's in. You can't name a neighborhood that I haven't remodeled in. Uh, generally, we do just the Northeast Valley. If you want to remodel anywhere else in the valley, I've got great Rosie certified contractors to refer you to, and that's just a more efficient way to get the job done. You don't have to pay the superintendent what we call windshield time, just getting to and from jobs that are a long way from the office. Once I find out what you want to do and how old your home is, I can pretty well tell you what your investment level is going to be. Uh, and I'm, I'm not right 100% of the time, but we can show you pictures of jobs we've done in your neighborhood, and we have those pictures with the price of the job listed. You know, this client, we protect their privacy. We don't give addresses or names. But this master bath remodel in McCormick Ranch was $60,000. Now, here's a master bath that we did out at Legacy, or Legend Trails, uh, and their master bathroom was $120,000. And here's one in Rio Verde master bath we did for $80,000. And here's one we did in Arcadia for 60000 And it just kind of gives them an idea what your investment level needs to be. And it is always at least twice or three times what the homeowner was anticipating. And when I go back and I look at the boom of the early 2000s, 2000 to 2007, and I take a look at what we were doing remodels for back then, just recently, Romy, a client called me and said, Rosie, do you remember that Master Suite edition you designed for us back in 2005? I said, yeah, I sure do. Uh, they didn't do it. They never did it because of the housing crash. And they called back in 2013 and said, well, we we just want to do a part of it. Just, just touch up a few things. I said, well, we could do that. Well, now they want to go back and do the entire thing all that we drew up 13 years ago. And the thing that's driving that uh, is equity. I have found in all the ups and downs of the Arizona economy that I've survived in the last 50 years, if, a, if the industry, if the home place has equity, we remodelers are busy. If we don't have equity, it really doesn't matter what the mortgage interest rates are at all. doesn't really matter on the stock market. What matters is if a client has equity, and that's exactly what's driving this one client's drive, is they bought the home in 99. They had a huge jump in equity between 99 and 2006. They were going to use that equity to add a master suite. 2007, 2008 hit. They put everything on hold. They lost 40% of their equity, and now it's all back. And virtually every zip code in Arizona is almost back to the peak we were in in 2006 and 2007. The next segment, I'm going to talk about a couple zip codes that aren't and that actually had price reductions in the last year. 
and where you might need to be just a little bit careful. And we'll get to the phone calls at one 767 4348 right here at Rosie on the House. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Do you often change the window product as you go around the house? Oftentimes, customers wanting to turn a window into a door. If somebody wants to take a an operable window, maybe that they don't ever open, we turn those into pitcher windows. Would you change glazing options as you go around a house? You know, I guess intuitively it kind of makes sense. I mean, I understand why people think that maybe I'll I'll do uh, you, you know your best sun defense glass on the west and south exposure, and maybe do something different uh, and less expensive on the north and east side of the house. I mean, when it's 115 degrees outside, it's 115 degrees outside. Whether the sun's on it or not. You're going to put sun defense glass if you're here in the valley uh, throughout your whole home. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellows, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under certified partners. Oh yeah, that sounds good. There Jennifer and I were in New Orleans for Jazz Week, and we never even went in town and sat down and listened to a band. Well, there's not a whole lot of jazz <laughs> left at Jazz Week. Uh, you look at the lineup. But uh, completely side note, I wasn't going to save this, but now that you brought it up, you've got a little time to plan for this. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's not happening until October. Okay. October 9th. Chandler Center for the Arts is bringing in Take Me to the River New Orleans Live, featuring the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, Ivan Neville, Ian Neville, Walter Wolfman Washington, Mardi Gras Indians with Big Chief Monk Boudreaux, the Golden Eagles Big Chief Romeo, Ninth Ward Hunters, most influential three generations of Crescent City Music, Mesa Center for the Arts, October 9th. I saw that and thought, Rosie on the house road trip. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That'll be a good anniversary, uh, you know. Getting past things, kind of a thing to look forward to. That's right. That'd awesome. be that'd be one year after the crash. You're gonna take David's question here. <laughs> That's what we. I, oh. I am. I want to take David's question. Romy, did you see our little <laughs> our Paul? We're speaking. I sent him a text picture of it. <laughs> we're speaking of Jennifer and I's trip last week to my hometown in Louisiana, uh, and I mean it's a little town. I, I when I live, there's not even a stoplight still. Well, well, there is one stoplight. I'm talking about Welch, not okay. Thornwell. Okay. Now, Thornwell, no was... stoplight. It just had a bend in the road. But uh, the Wall Street Journal has our farming neighbor in a picture in the Wall Street Journal. They went to Welch, Louisiana, and took a picture of Paul Johnson. <laughs> and you sent him this picture? I did. <laughs> Man, I, I looked at it. I looked again. I looked again. Man, they even mentioned the town of Welch. Wow, famous. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the point of uh, home remodeling and home improvement. David's got a great question you all can learn from when we field it and answer it. David, calling from Tucson. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. What are you up to? Well, uh, two houses on my street have gone from uh, adobe and brick to what looks like stucco. Okay. And they start off with looks like sheathing of foam, and then chicken wire, and then next day it's stucco. 
Okay. And I have not seen that before. I don't know what that procedure is called. And I was wondering, since I have a west-facing adobe wall, if something like that would improve my insulation. Well, David, is it is it adobe slump block concrete, or is it true adobe? Well, it's uh, back in the day they called it burnt adobe. Okay. I and might. that's all I know. It's, okay. Uh, what's, with, uh, what's your neighborhood? Uh, Green, Green Hills. Major cross streets? Uh, Speedway and Kolb. Okay. And the problem is this was Parade of Homes in 1958. Okay. All so right. they're all different. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, that, that was my next question. When was the house built? Well, yeah. Are you trying to change the look or are you trying to get more energy efficient? Energy efficient. Okay. Uh, the issue is I face an alley, and I have 15 feet to the alley, but it's a utility easement, so I can't plant trees. <laughs> okay, and that's the west side of and, your house. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and have you thought about maybe a, a metal trellis and then putting a vine on it, just three feet off the wall? I suppose. I just don't want water up near the foundation for the termites to drink. Yeah, um, so I'm open to any suggestions, okay. ideas. The the west facing wall uh, on the inside is drywall. It's uh, plaster. Okay, yeah, fifty eight. Yeah, okay, it would be. Um, I and it gets hot. <laughs> it, it to the touch, you could actually feel the heat coming through. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that would tell me that they just plastered the the adobe block. And probably didn't fur it out. Um, you, you, this technique is very common, David. We we add it's called outsulation. It's insulation that you put on the outside of your house. It's oh. very efficient. Uh, I would consider, if it was me, just doing the west wall, because now you've got a stucco product uh, that will crack that will require painting much more often than your masonry will require it. Uh, and I would, I would do it for as little a section as I could. But what, what temperature do you, because in the winter, the house probably is very, very comfortable, but in the summer, when that wall gets hot, what temperature is your thermostat set at? Well, I uh, do the uh, rosy chilling method. Okay, all right. And the problem is those three, that wall is the bedrooms. Okay. So no one's in there during the day, but it does uh, Ra heat up. Then it radiates heat the, yeah. the first six hours of the evening as well, huh? Yeah, okay. I, I'm thinking your trellis idea might be a way to go. Yeah, yeah and three feet off the wall is far enough away from the foundation. If you said you've got 15, you could even go well, it's an four easement. or five. It's an easement, so he's not going to want to crowd it any farther. He has to. And put some low water usage vine up there, and, and you'll be fine. And you, as a matter of fact, you could do grapes, and they'll shed their leaves in the winter, and you'll keep the heat for the winter, and you'll have the shade for the summer. Be one option.
Well, you know, one thing about recuperating and recovering is uh, you got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what, time. What have you done with this time? Well, as you know, I'm, I've, I, I haven't been on the air. Uh, I, I don't go in the office very much. Uh, I, I, dr- I, I get driven to a lot of doctor's appointments. <laughs> Seems like I spend a lot of time in the windshield time. But uh, I got lost in my library this week. Uh, when y'all said that you were going to do the cost versus value broadcast this coming Saturday, I have a, a library at home, and I have a little library at the office. And I, one of the books was the forecast for 1981 that was done every year by a, a bank called Western Savings here in the Valley. Uh, they were a big company. The Driggs. You, the Driggs. You would keep that. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. And mom wants to know, what are you doing with that? Because the truth is, I have a home and a library. Not that we have a library in a home. Just clarifying. Yeah. But, well, look, here's, here's 1980 right here by Western Savings. And it was the Driggs family. Uh, great people. Uh, didn't survive all the bank trends, you know mess that went on, but the, as I recall, the Driggses were the ones that donated the land to the Boy Scouts for Camp Geronimo. Oh, very so cool. So they're very, very well rooted. But it's interesting to read the 1980 and 1981 projections of where the, in, where the nation, where the neighborhood, and where the state they thought was going to be in... 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. How close? You, you have some... Um, not very. <laughs> <laughs> Is it ever? <laughs> well, you know, they they have said that we're going to get to... Arizona's going to get to 20 million. You know, the earliest I saw, you mentioned Frank Lloyd Wright earlier, uh, Taliesin did a, a report. They actually named the city the Sun Corridor that stretches from... Nogales to basically Black Canyon City, and they're anticipating that will all be one urban core. There won't be gaps in between anymore. Casa Grande will grow into uh, Ahwatukee, and uh, Anthem will grow into Black Canyon City, and Tucson and Sorito will grow into Nogales, and it'll all be one continuous. And, you know, the earliest predictions that I remember is that that Sun Corridor would hold 10 to 15 million people, and we would be there by 2020. Well, fortunately, we won't. I was going to say, I'm glad, we're, <laughs> I'm glad we missed that one. Fortunately, <laughs> we won't. But I was talking about this couple that called our remodeling company and wanted us to do a remodel we originally designed for them way back in the early 2000s. You know, what I tell people when you're considering remodeling is... Don't the whole the whole remodeling industry is trained to get you to tell them what your budget is, and all I can say is don't do that. Don't reveal what your budget is because there's a couple reasons for that. You lose negotiating, and don't set your heart on a budget until you get a professional out there and talk to him about what you want done. Stay open minded. 
it will be more expensive than you think. My master bathroom is five feet by seven feet. Two vanities, a shower, no tub, and a toilet. And just going in and dressing up the tile, the bathroom vanities, replacing the toilet, paint, some new lighting, some new mirrors, some new medicine cabinets, a five by seven with me doing the work myself and Jennifer doesn't pay me hourly when I do work at my home. That's why some of our projects last a little bit longer than she would like. But we we dropped 15 grand over the course of a year and a half getting that done. And that blows my mind. I walk in there and say, how can you put that much money in this room? And if you would add my labor and then add a contractor's overhead and profit, you would be close to $30,000. And I mean, you can get to twenty dollars or $30,000 in a bathroom in the blink of an eye. So don't <laughs> give people, don't give remodelers your budget. And if they start asking you, what's your budget, what's your budget, what's your budget? You probably have the wrong contractor, okay? What you want to do is visit with the contractor, the pro, that you know has been operating successfully in your neighborhood and tell them what you want done. And they ought to be able to tell you what your budget needs to be. And I think that's a much more fair way to come up with an estimate is let them tell you, don't set a number in your head before you get a professional out there. You will only be disappointed. And once the contractor that's been operating successfully in your neighborhood doing those kinds of similar projects for a number of years looks at the project, they can look at you. I just a month ago was visiting a couple in North Scottsdale, and we looked at their master bathroom. We looked at their hall bathroom, and I said, you know, we've done projects like this in the neighborhood, in this very neighborhood, where your neighbors have spent about 60000 for both bathrooms, and we've done projects in this neighborhood where they spent 120000 So you need to have your budget somewhere around seventy-five to 100000 And I think we settled on about eighty, And then they went out with our designers and started making all their selections, and it came back, oops, 130. <laughs> Rosie's mistake. Now we did. Now we sit down with a couple, and we say, "Okay, if you want to get back to the original budget, we're going to have to change a few specifications on the products you've selected. And instead of this particular slab, let's look at this alternate slab. And you know, we'll be able to get down to under a hundred with a little working together. Uh, and that's the way I think remodeling budgets." should get established. Now, once they're established or once you're ready to proceed, Remodeling Magazine issues the cost versus value. And you can take a look for about 15 different projects, depending on how much you're going to invest, how much you can anticipate getting back in an appraisal or if you would sell the house in the next 12 months. And uh, I tell people, look, generally speaking, you're only going to get about half to 60% back, you've got to decide what it's worth it for you and your lifestyle 
and your enjoyment of the house. And then if we start doing energy efficient things, your return on investment can come back a little bit quicker because I'll save you money on your power bills, letting us do a few little things while we're here. But don't anticipate putting fifty or 60000 into a hall bathroom or a second bathroom and think you're going to get forty to fifty-five, fifty, you know, thousand back out of it. You're not. You're you're going to get twenty to thirty at the most. Uh, but what is it worth to you to live in the house, improve your quality of life? Uh, there's a there's just a couple tips on how to establish your budget and how to deal objectively with the investment you're going to have to make. Costversusvalue.com, and you can get the 2019 report. It is a free download. I think they make you give them your email and uh, a little bit of contact information. But it, it breaks it down by region and by project. And, you know, there's things on here that there, – there are not things on here that do apply to real life. Our last caller from Tucson, his name – was it David? Yes, Was it David. David our last – so he was looking to reduce the heat gain to his west-facing wall – and he was citing some outsolation examples in the neighborhood where uh, they took the adobe brick and yeah. they put stuff, styrofoam over it, chicken wire, and stuccoed it. Western one coat. <laughs> which I would never tell anybody to stucco over an original adobe uh, building. You Just because of the charm. Of the oh, adobe. my gosh. You lose so much. And now you've got to now paint that stucco every 8 to 10 years. So you're creating an additional sinkhole for money. And... How much less does he have to invest on a metal trellis and a couple grapevines to shade that west side versus the cost of that western one-coat stucco siding? So his cost versus value and a stucco outsolation versus a metal trellis with vines isn't something that's covered in this report, but it's something you got to consider when you're investing money in your home. Absolutely. Um. Well, shall we, we've got a caller on hold. Shall we see if we can help him out? That's Neil in Tucson. Welcome to the program. Tucson's active today. Oh, thank you. I have a uh, project. I'd like to put a reverse osmosis filter uh, under my kitchen sink. Uh, the problem is, is I have a uh, quartz countertop, and I'll need to drill a hole through that. How do I drill a hole through a quartz countertop? Well, let me. It's, it's going to be behind the kitchen sink. The little gooseneck yes. you're going to put? Yes. Okay. The, fir <laughs> the first thing you're going to do is crawl in underneath that cabinet and look up to the area you want to put that hole. And, and tell me if you see plywood or if you see the actual stone. Because uh, when I've looked at it before, it's just the, you know, it looks like the actual stone, but there's plastic reinforcements in there. Okay, okay. So when we cut a hole in a slab top, uh, we, we generally have the plywood sub-counter, subsurface there, and we have to cut a hole in that too. If that plywood was cut out so big that you're not going to have to make your way through that, it makes it a little bit simpler to drill it, and it makes it a little bit simpler to mount that gooseneck. And you can get to any one of the... Um, um, Tile stores, uh, Arizona Tile down in Tucson or any of the big tile stores. Ancient Stone. Ancient Stone. And just get 
a, a special bit. Uh, the danger is when you're not, when you haven't practiced this, the drill wants to crawl on you, go across the surface. As you start, it, it doesn't want to go straight in. It kind of wants to walk across, and then you're scarring up the slab. Because it's a stone product, a yeah. granite, you, it's not a consistent material. Now, that's true when too, you're drilling yeah. through wood, for the most part, the wood's pretty consistent all the way through. You do have, you know, your knots and your tree lines, your your tree rings from the different age. But the rock material is so different, and the drill is looking for the path of least resistance. And there's yeah. actually a lot of these drills they clamp on to the countertop when they're manu- when they're fabricating them in the shop. So. See if them or another granite company has some scraps because what they do is That's they make a, a template. Idea. And once they got the template done and they're done making the countertop, there's always scrap material. See if you can't pick up some scrap pieces. And practice once Practice a few times because that's a great that's a tip. expensive repair. You'd never be able to uh, – and the, the the repair for that is a new countertop messing that up because you can't repair granite. And the, the other option um, – deal is if you have any other plumbing work that needs to be done at the house virtually all plumbers have that bit in their truck you know you might want to verify with them that they can do it Uh, but for that bit I think you're going to spend you know 30 to 50 bucks uh, to use one time the other option would be pay a plumber 125 bucks to take care of one or two plumbing things, and drill the hole for you. Yeah. Shake, rattle, and roll. Right here at Rosie on the House, where we're talking about the cost of remodeling. And teaching you tactics and strategies to use uh, to define your project and establish a budget to make sure you're getting a good, fair return on your investment. And we've talked about the fact that you're not going to make a full return on it. It just doesn't, generally speaking, it just doesn't happen. The only time that the cost versus value, oh, and not only do I have this, Western Savings forecast from 1980. I also have the first cost versus value report ever published in 1987. And in all those years, in all of those years, there's only been one or two projects that you could get a 100% return on your investment. And it was generally if you had a one bath or one and three quarter bath home adding a second full bath, like the starter homes that John F. Long was building. Those are great homes. They're masonry built. Mr. Long built a good, solid house. It was a good investment. Those things are still standing. He did a good job. He was a good builder. Um, But a lot of them were built as starter homes with one and three-quarter or one-and-a-half baths. Well, and at that time, that was standard across America. That's exactly (laughs) right. So... You're not going to get 100% return. And if you're considering remodeling, you know, at Rosie on the House, we've got remodelers that 
pretty well cover most of Arizona. If you're down in Tucson, there's the Rooters at Assurance Builders. In Phoenix, in the West Valley, we've got TWD. In the Central Corridor, we've got Kirk Development. In the far Southeast Valley, we have Brad Christensen, BC Renovations. And in the Northeast Valley, you've got Rosie Wright Remodeling. And we pretty well go down to 60 and over to Central. So if you're east of Central and north of I-60, that's pretty much the area we operate in. We have done jobs in Gold Canyon. We just finished a job in Carefree in the Boulders. Uh, But generally, we stick to that northeast because what we do is if you're in the far southeast valley or in the central corridor, we send you to one of our other contractors because we know they'll be priced fair and do the work correctly, and they'll be more efficient for you. And then if you've got a second home and you have a pie or Coconino County, we've got JKC up in Flagstaff, and then my good friend Tom Riley, Renovations, who's been in Prescott for 40 years. So we've got you covered if you want to get a remodeling project done. Call one of the Rosie on the House certified experts. Get them out to your house and be open-minded about the budget because you will be shocked. This family that I talked about from the beginning of the show that we designed for in 2006, we did part the remodel in 2012, and now they want to do the rest of it. The price has almost doubled, almost doubled Mm -hmm. in the 13 years. I have to keep a superintendent right now. I have to pay him twice what I was paying him in, in 1999 and 2000. They're making twice. And that's just the going market rate. So, And that's just one person on your job. <laughs> that goes for every single body involved in getting your job done. So Les says more a lot of times yes. when we're looking at this, especially if you're looking to sell. If it's going to cost you $15,000 to paint, uh, let's say, the south and west side of your home, you're probably not going to recover that. You're not going to, that's not going to add $20,000 value to your property. So don't get sucked into you got to do this, 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 and this and investing all this money that you're not going to recover with the intent to sell. Now, that's you don't want so to sell true. something that's a dump. Right. That's so true. Either, Rome, but don't... Romy, I've talked myself out of millions of dollars of remodeling because people say, I'm selling my house, I need to do this, 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 and this. And I generally tell them, don't do one thing. Uh, that, that remodel we just finished in the boulders was for a home that's been for sale for a while. And the, it was a repeat client. We had done work for her in the past. And she said, no, my realtor says this really does need to get to that. And I tried to talk her out of it, but but we did it. They insisted. But generally well, if speaking, you insist. <laughs> but generally speaking, if you're trying to fix it up to sell it, just shine it up and put it on the market because you'll never get and, your money back out of a remodel. And by shining it up, we're not saying put in a bunch of cheap flooring or this or that because putting in Lips- cheap... Materials is not a responsible use of materials because you're just going to have to rip it out. The next guy's going to have to rip it out, put something else in shortly behind you. But a good cleaning. A couple painters I know do work for real estate flippers, and they always ask them, do you want a paint job or you just want the smell of fresh paint? (laughs) 
I'll open this can and leave it in the corner <laughs> yeah. for you.